I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wyler from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Breaknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to be with you and uh, think slightly different. You might uh, pick up a different sound on today's podcast. Well, uh, as we deal with rolling blackouts uh, here in South Africa, I'm having to record this on my cell phone. So uh, as none of my recording equipment is currently working because our power is out. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, show must go on, as they say. And today on the podcast, we catch up with uh, one of the members of the Coach Perry Online Training Club, Matthew Tatham, who's training for uh, Comrades this year. And uh, we put a plan together uh, with him to help him uh, sort of uh, to the start line and beyond uh, comrades this year. So that's all coming up on today's podcast. It is also brought to you by Biogen once again today. Your chance to win up for grabs. We've got a Biogen hamper plus three months access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club. And all you need to do is let us know what you're training for what you need help with, uh, and uh, we could be making you a winner. All you need to do to qualify is make sure that you use the hashtag BiogenJourney on the various social media platforms. Uh, pop us a post and let us know what you're up to, and we could be selecting you as a winner. We'll announce our next winner uh, towards the end of today's podcast as well, so make sure you stick around for that. Coming up on the other side of this, uh, we catch up with Matthew. Well, we head to Howick, uh, just north of Peter Maritzburg, to catch up with our next uh, guest today, Matthew Tatham. Matthew, welcome on to Run with Coach Barry. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks very much for having me, Brad. It's yeah, I love I love these chats. It's probably the highlight of my week because I get to get to chat to people who are my tribe essentially. And uh, yeah, I love doing these things. We've got uh, our running coach Marcus Vanikak with us once again as well. Marcus, how's it? Hey, Brad. Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. Thanks. Awesome. Great to hear, Matt. Before we get into sort of hooking you up with Marcus to help uh, sort of with your goals and that sort of thing, tell me a little bit about about you. Sort of how beautiful part of, of the world. Uh, for those who, who, who run Comrades, they'll know Howick well because on the down run, uh, the H batch, that's what the H stands for. You actually start in Howick. That's why it takes so long to get over the start line. Uh, I'm actually only joking for the novices. You don't start in Howick just if you <laughs> before you start panicking. Uh, tell us a little bit about your running background. How did you get into the sport? Um, well, I've, I've enjoyed running and endurance sports for a long time. Um, since school, I've been paddling and doing doozy and that kind of thing. Um, and then running sort of been in the, in the family for a long time. Um, my uncle's got a double green comrades. The old man's got, I think six or seven. My brother-in-law's done a couple. So it was sort of just time for me to, to get involved and, and keep going. Um, so yeah, I've always enjoyed it. I was listening to one of your podcasts with one of the Aussie guys the other day, and I think I've got the same mentality as him. It only gets better when the race gets longer and all the other guys pull out. Um, so that's sort of where the endurance side of things has has come from. Um, and, yeah, I've always always enjoyed running. It's been one of those things that I can get out and do and do relatively well. I'm not challenging for places or anything, but you can have a, have a good time doing it and just relax and, and meet people and, and have fun. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the family history with Comrades, but also living where you live, even though it's not on the Comrades route, it's, I mean, Comrades is a massive part of, of culture in KZN. It's like, I don't think it's anybody in, in KwaZulu-Natal who, who hasn't run Comrades or knows someone who's run Comrades. No, absolutely. And as Lati's sort of 
um, you grew up knowing about comrades. You'd go to school and, as you say, someone's dad or someone's brother or someone's mum was running. There's, you, you just know all about it. And you know that come June, the streets are going to be chaos. If it's an uprun, don't even bother going anywhere because it's just runners everywhere. And you, yeah, you sort of, you buy into it. Um, you might not have anything to do with it, might for one year not know too many people doing it, but off you go out there, you take your cooler box, your chairs, and you watch and you, you cheer guys on as they come past. Yeah, and, and you can't help but be inspired by that. You mentioned the doozy as well for for people who, who don't know. I mean, I think South Africans are probably aware of what the doozy is, but we've got quite a big international listenership as well. We spoke, I think it was last week or the week before on the podcast, we were speaking about a cycling race called the Amashova, which is basically the comrades down run uh, on a bicycle. So you're going down the mine shaft, down both as and field's hill. Uh, but the doozy is a, a canoe marathon, which is basically the comrades route, but the river that runs through the valley of a thousand hills, uh, the Umsunduzi River, I think it is, uh, and it ends in the estuary yep. uh, just north of the Moses Mabida Stadium. Uh, it, it washes out basically into the sea. It's a three-day event, if I recall correctly, and there's there's quite a few portages too. So there's some some running involved that you end up carrying your your canoe. Uh, how many of those have you done, Matt? Yeah, so I've done. Uh, four doozies. Uh, this year was the first one I've done in a K1. Um, and yeah, there's 120 Ks over three days. Um, and day one, as you say, there's a lot of running. I think I clocked up, it's just under nine Ks of running with your boat on day one. Wow. And day two is a lot less than day three. Depending on if you choose to paddle the fun rapids or go over the top of Burma Road, then you run a bit more. So, all in all, it's probably close to 15 uh, Ks of running with your boat on doozy. Yeah, it's not it's not easy, but it's one of those things too. I think South Africans is something. I don't know if it's something we've got a wire that's misfiring in our heads or something that that we want to do these sorts of events. But there's lots of them, and and I think Doozy's one that, like Comrades, is on a lot of people's bucket list, and it's it's definitely on mine. I've never paddled a boat in my life, but uh, I think Doozy's something I want to do. So uh, I might have to have words with you after this at some other stage. But tell me about your build up to to Comrades 2019. How are you how are you feeling? How are things going so far? So it's it's going nicely at the moment. Um, I'm pretty confident. I've been for, following Lindsay's uh, sub-10 hour training program. Um, I was coming out of doozy, I was a bit concerned. Um, I'd sp- spent a lot of time focusing on paddling um, and far less on running than I felt that perhaps I should be for comrades. Um, so I finished Doozy, and that's actually when I joined up with you guys. Uh, I saw that I think it was a Comrades Roadmap or something, and then did a bit more reading, and then joined up for the the full thing because I just felt that time was running out. Most guys, like what I think is that saying, nine hundred to one thousand two hundred k's from January to race day, um, and I felt with Doozy being mid Feb. I'd, I'd fallen short of that a bit. So I needed to make sure that everything I do from now is quality and is it, it's perfect. You go stand around the Bryan, South Africa, and 15 of the 16 guys there will give you advice on how to finish comrades. And I just felt I needed to consolidate, bring everything back together and find out what was happening. So at the moment, I've been following it, and I'm feeling pretty confident, a lot better than I was two weeks ago. So, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to bring Marcus in here too because I think this is a great sort of starting point that we can go from. Obviously, Matt, you're coming into 
the the sort of main window of comrades training with a bit of an aerobic base from the from from the paddling so you might not have been running so physically your body might not have been as sore as out and out runners coming into it but you had that fitness base coming in so i think that's a a big advantage we often talk about cross training marcus how big an advantage has, has matt got coming into the sort of the big january to comrades window uh having having sort of doozy training under his belt and then after doozy picking up comrades training uh, thanks brad so i think it's a good thing um and i and i couldn't agree with you more with regards to the reference to the aerobic fitness that he has uh what i definitely would do um in your case um matt is just to to incorporate some gym work um to to, to make up for what you haven't been doing uh and then obviously just following the program uh the, you, you mentioned something very interesting now and it and I, you couldn't have said it better uh, 15 out of the 16 people standing around the bra is going to give you advice and that is super dangerous if you uh, if you're already unsure about what you what you've done what you ought to do and how you're going to get to to, to comrades it's it, you couldn't have said it better just focus on one source of information and move on from there the fact that you're feeling way better now compared to two weeks ago Yes, once again, it tells us that you do have that aerobic fitness um, and uh, you just need to keep on plugging away. Focus on what's on the program. If that gets difficult, then you need to you know, step back and say, listen, is this my year? But from what I've heard, from what I've read on your online questionnaire, and uh, I, look, whether you're a big guy or not, the fact is you're an active guy and that what's, that's what makes a difference. If you came from from being a professional couch potato to, to wanting to run comrades with absolutely no history, I'd say let's see how the training goes and make a call from there, but it's not the case. So uh, get your info from our website, read the, uh, read the comments in the forum, follow the program. If you do have questions, then pop them into the forum. But um, for, I've got hopes for you finishing the race, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if I can just jump in there, then we'll get on to your questions, Matt. Is Lindsay and I always talk talk about this being the case. Is Like you say, there are so many people who've run comrades, and, and I think it's very much a South African I don't want to call it a problem, but it, it is an issue because everyone's run comrades, everyone's willing to give advice, and it's a cool community. But the problem is you can't run a race like comrades on consensus of getting buy-in from 40 different coaches. And and we always <laughs> say it, we're not the only people who talk about comrades and running comrades, but if you're going to follow someone's advice, follow. give yourself the best shot and follow that person's advice. If you've got any questions, go to that person because they wrote the program. Uh, and, and that's why we've built what we've built at Coach Parry is to give people the opportunity to literally plug themselves directly into the matrix, whether it be Marcus or Lindsay, because those are the guys that are actively involved in, in writing the program. So you don't have to look at a program and then go and ask your mate who ran comrades in 1980 in a pair of tennis tackies uh, what, what he thinks of a, of a two-hour long run because he's going to tell you no 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 in his day they used to walk barefoot in the snow to school and back before they were 10 so you should be running at least double that so that's why we've built what we've built is is to give people like the average guy like you direct access to the coach so uh you're in the right place in case you're wondering we're glad you're with us let's let's get some of your your challenges and uh and 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 give you the support that you need between now and race day. What do you, what are you sort of struggling with? What let's, let's hand it over to you. You've got some time with Marcus. What can we help you with? Okay, great. Um, Marcus, my first sort of question that I've got here is, um, how do I pace my comrades and my qualifying marathon? So I'm going to do the Deloitte 42 in Durban, which is weekend after 
this, the 17th. Okay. Um, and I understand the, the concept of go out easy so, and then try and run a negative or an equal split and that kind of thing. But for me, being essentially brand new to marathon running, I've done one, and that was really just to know if I, that I could do it. And yes. what is easy? Uh, my training paces in this program, I think it's easy. All long runs are 550 to 625. Are those the easy paces that I should le- look to set out at, or do I go slower, or how does that equate to to race pace? Okay, so so let's first let's first confirm which program are you on. I'm on the sub ten hour, comrades. Okay, and what is your marathon PB? Uh, well, uh, four eighteen is the only marathon I've done, and okay. I did that in October last year. Um, and I went into that very much with the idea of all I want to do is get to the end uh, because it was the first marathon I had done. Okay. And I didn't – what I was most petrified of was running it and not enjoying it and then okay. thinking, oh, dear, now what? Okay. Um, so so, so look, I if you went want... out there very relaxed and, yeah. Okay. So, so look – if, if you want to do a sub 10 hour uh, uh, comrades, you, you should be able to do a marathon in four hours. Uh, so if you do a marathon in four hours, your goal, your goal pacing should be one, uh, f- about 540, 541 per kilometer. Okay. What's important is, is that if you start the race and it feels uncomfortable from the get go, just make peace with the fact that you have already qualified for comrades and you're just going to do it as a training run. Or okay. even if you do push a bit in the race, um, having so little experience, it's quite uh, – look, it could be very rewarding or it could be a big failure. If you, if you aim too high, shoot yourself in the foot in the process and you, keep, and you end up walking the last 12 kilometers because that's not going to do much for your confidence either. So what I would suggest is get the idea of start slow, finish strong out of your head and rather say, look, if I want to do a four – okay, let's go on of 358. Um, for argument's sake, just give me a second here. Okay, so if we work on a 358, that's a 538 uh, 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 minutes per kilometer. That, sh- that yeah. should be your pace. If you're not used to running at that pace, then probably you're going to find it quite difficult to, 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 to get to that. Um, just, just, out of, just out of interest, you said your, your, your easy running pace is what at the moment? Um, I'm doing uh, it's between 5:55 and 6:25. Okay, okay, perfect. And how do you find those paces? Uh, yeah, very, very easy. Um, I was actually looking at my um, what you call the Garmin Connect beforehand, and okay. for example, on Sunday I did it, and I didn't get out of um, aerobic, so I didn't go into anything anaerobic at all during that hour and a half. So okay, it's, okay, that's perfect. Pretty, yeah. So, so, so look, if you really want to try and get that sub four, aim for anything between a, a 5.38 and a 5.40 per, per kilometer pace. That is very important. Okay. And then um, is there a second part to your question? Let me just quickly check here. Sorry. On my laptop. Um, okay. Okay. And then once you uh, – okay, so, so the, then the second part of your question is referring to your, 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 uh, your comrade's pacing. That we can determine at a later yeah. stage, um, just because you might surprise you, yourself and run a 350 come Sunday, or you might not be able to make it at all, 
and then so so it's I don't want to I don't want to get too excited too soon and tell you okay look I do think you can get a 10 hour okay. marathon and we can work off that look you can always play around on the comrades marathon app it's got a pace calculator there but even now doing it now is going to be way too yes. premature let's rather wait for a month before the time and then get really specific about that. If you're making okay. major gains, that's awesome. Then then we can, I mean, pop some questions into the forum. We can answer those for you. But for now, let's take baby steps. You've come from a, from look, you're on the back foot with regards to doing the doozy. Um, moving on from there, we need to get you to do this marathon. Uh, if we can get you to do an ultra before the race, that'll be awesome. And um, slowly but surely, set one goal after the other. And once we get to a month out from comrades, and we see what your what your uh, what your shape is like. You can do a time trial, uh, and from there one can calculate and say, look, you should be able to do a, a, a marathon based on your time trial. You should be able to do a marathon in in let's say three hours forty five, and based on that, you should be able to do a nine forty five comrades. So then we can get way more specific. Okay, um, and then in in terms of of breaking your race up do you is it a good idea to say for the marathon let's stick with that to go to halfway and then to the finish or do you sort of break it up into smaller increments and do say 10ks or 5ks uh, i noted on one of the other podcasts uh brad i think you're talking to one of the quicker guys um, and he was saying he goes until 8ks and then decides whether or not he's he's got anything more is that a wise way for me to do it or rather just sort of Say right, you've got to go between five forty uh, and five thirty-eight, and just try and cruise along at at the same sort of speed there. Before Marcus yes. jumps in there, if I can just add the way I break it up, and I'm sure Marcus is going to, but I break mine up into seven k segments. So for okay. a half, if I was doing a half marathon, it would be three seven k segments. Uh, if it's okay. a marathon, it's obviously six. I just find for me the maths is easier to work out. But uh, Marcus, your your take your take on it. Yeah, Brad, whether it's five or seven for me, five will just have more time checks. Yeah. Um, seven is a nice round number because then it you fits get to 21 into, yeah. as well. Um, but if, once again, taking your situation to, into into account, I would I would stick to the average pacing. Uh, look, you're going to slow down slightly when it comes to uphills. You're going to pick some pace up when you go downhill. But for me, the most important part is 8Ks is quite a big number um, for a novice to to start putting the hammer down. Yeah. What I would do though, because for me the magic the magic number in a marathon is 36 to 38 kilometers. That's usually when people's wheels come off. If you're still feeling fresh in that in well between 36 and 38, then I believe well from 38 onwards you can go crazy. Um, if you want to run yourself into the ground, then so be it. Um, the other thing that we also take into need to take into consideration is the harder you push in this marathon, the more it's going to affect your training the week pro, uh, post race. And, and that's something that we can't really compromise on at the moment, coming from the fact that you've only really started focusing on running post-doozy. Uh, so I had more or less the same situation as yours. Last year I did some running, and then I had to focus on on, on, a, on mountain biking for, for the Cape Epic. And there came a point where I couldn't do running at all. I just focused on cycling. And then after that, took some time off, and then I basically said, okay, that's me. I now had to start running, so I didn't do any races hard. Uh, and my hard sessions were also very limited. So um, it's, it's, it's more about getting the training done, getting the distance done, than, than, than opposed to, to just, um, you know, 
basically just running yourself into the ground. Yeah, I mean, if I can, if I can add something in there too as well, though, Matt, what, one thing, and, and I just I know this from hanging out with Lindsay as much as I do, at this stage in comrades training, the difference between running, and I, I'm just talking about from a, from a physical perspective, you could run a 410 marathon, let's say, for example, and it could feel really easy, and you feel great the week after, and you can pick up your training as per normal, or you can go and smash a sub-4 marathon as hard as you can, but it's going to impact your training post marathon so that 10 minutes from a in my mind at this stage you want to go out of that marathon feeling confident that you go you know what i ran a 410 marathon i could have easily just feeling wise i know i could have gone under four hours you're going to get more benefit from a a a confidence perspective knowing that you could have done it but you haven't damaged yourself you can carry on training afterwards as opposed to smashing it going under four hours being broken and you think to yourself gee i've got to go and do another one of those things plus a park run afterwards from a confidence perspective in my mind at this stage in comrades training it's way more important than going under four hours for instance i don't know if marcus agrees on that 100 percent. 100 percent. yep okay and in terms of then the the seeding, because obviously those the reason I was looking at four is because that puts you ahead of the green number batch, I think it is, um, as opposed to behind it. Does that in, in your run, or is it not too big an issue? Uh, it's actually a good question and one that I don't really have an answer for. Um, I've, I've just found that... Look, running from Durban to Maritzburg, the, the, the starting pin is a slightly bit more tighter for me um, as opposed to the opposite. Um, but it's something that I actually have to ask Lindsay about because, look, the green, run, green runner numbers, could, 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 they could be very fast runners or they could, could be people that just for, the fact of the fact, well, just for the fact of being a green number runner, they, they, they're in that pin. Yeah. Um, so it's actually something that I haven't really thought about in the past. It's a really valid question. What I'll do is I'll just I'll just chat to Lindsay about it and I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, man. Again, if I can jump in there because I was involved with the comrades charity side of things too. So that that obviously that sea batching with the charity allows you to do that leapfrog without actually running. So it's not just the green number club. You also have to factor those guys into it. And a lot of them are like me, who's no n- never going to come close to running a sub four hour marathon. So there there obviously is some of some impact where you are behind guys that are, are generally slower than than what you would be uh i don't think the impact is as big as people make it out to be especially like marcus says on the uprun uh because you're coming out of durban and the roads are a lot wider than maritzburg and you wash out onto the highway pretty early on so to get past those people is is pretty is pretty simple but uh, I'm going to put a, a shameless plug in here because I, I was the, the, the brains behind it. You can also just raise yourself 6000 bucks for charity, one of the Comrades charities, and then you can be in front of the Green Number Club, and that solves that problem. And you don't have to then smash the marathon and kill yourself to try and get under four hours. So uh, <laughs> if, you, if you want to find out more about that, comrades.com, all the details are there. Nah, yeah. The funny thing is I'm already running for one of those charities anyway. Well, there you go. There you go. Six, six grand. Nah, all you need to do is... Yeah, all you need to do is find 100 oaks to give you 60 bucks or, or 10 oaks to give you 600 bucks and there's problem solved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, oh, as far as the, the speed on the training runs and things like that, um, I know a lot of guys have asked questions like this um, and it, it sort of feels like it's quite slow. And I just think about to how I was training before I joined this this forum. 
Um, and I used to, it was very macho training. If you're not running as fast as you can, then I sort of felt like I was wasting my time. How is that one interval session a week or every two weeks or something like that? Is that enough to sort of help you build speed? Or when do you not even worry? I suppose if you're doing comrades, do you not worry about speed too much? Or, or how do I check if I'm getting quick or if I'm actually getting slower and just more um, sustainable, I suppose? Okay. So just going back to that, so so let's say we, we fall back or we look back at the, the three-hour marathon, a four-hour marathon, and also in line with the, with the 10-hour comrades. So if we take if we take a four-hour comrades into account, let me just quickly do this and be exact, yeah? Okay, so if we look at the, 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 the well, the base categories then, then uh, something's not right in here. Okay, that's four hours. Uh, so that's four hours 58. I should have done four hours flat okay let me calculate okay here we go okay so if i if i work on it then if i work on a four hour marathon your training phase should be anything between 540 and 610 that's for your okay. easy runs your long okay. run should be 540 to 620 and your recovery runs 620 to about or make it you can make it 610 to about 630 now what's important is is that if you don't have access to something like power meter is that you use your heart rate as cross-reference. So unless your heart rate is abnormally higher than normal or lower, then you take 180 minus your age. And that should be your, your, your average after easy or long run. If you want a reference for recovery runs, it should be 175 minus your age. And that's a very, very good um, reference. I, I hope I haven't, um, you know, mentioned or told the story too many times before, but so, so just to put things into perspective, when I started training for my first comrades, I, my heart rate was supposed to be 148 beats per minute based on the 180 minus your age. So it was supposed to be 148, and I started off running at about 525, 530 per kilometer at 152 beats a minute. So it was actually four beats faster or higher than I should have been doing. But coming from the way I used to train to this concept that I was trying to, to, to experiment with. Um, I was just told myself I was not going to run any slower than that. So that was in October, 2016. And I just kept on running and I followed that philosophy. And by the time Lindsay and I did our last run for comrades, it was in a, in a suburb here called Linwood. And we comfortably ran at 440 per kilometer at about 142 beats a minute. So my heart rate had dropped by 10 beats but my pace had dropped by about 40 to 45, 50 beats uh, uh, yeah. uh, seconds per kilometer. So, so it was, I always say engine first, speed second. They, on the yeah. day, it's more about covering a distance than tr- doing it, doing it uh, you know, in, in a specific or at a specific pace. Um, yes, speed will, will help you or speed work will help you. The hero repeats is gold. So that you really need to stick to and that you need to get done. And like we mentioned in another episode previously, Hillworks is a form of speed work and strength work combined. So that is really good for you. So don't ever um, miss or underestimate the power of just running at the highest level uh, or at the highest or fastest pace, uh, but still being aerobic. As soon as you go anaerobic, you're busy defying the purpose. Don't go there. Okay. Cool. Um, And then just in terms of mechanics, would you, as you do that more and more, Will you get faster and stay aerobic? For sure, for sure. That's that's the whole thing. So by my heart rate coming down, 
back in the day in 2017. I mean, I was even more aerobic than I was when I started training, but my pace once again was about 40 to 50 seconds faster per kilometer. Yeah. So, so that is the whole idea. That that's the concept of developing that engine. Okay, and and then sticking with that with those times for that four-hour marathon, um, should I be so I, I put it on the forum a while ago that I'm doing this Deloitte marathon now and asked Lindsay how to, how should manipulate the calendar because they had a training marathon, I think this last weekend. Um, so, and he told me which way to do it. Um, should I change the, my long run speeds from 550 to 625 and bring them down to 540 and 610? Uh, so, okay, good question. So, what I would do is once again, I'd use the 180 minus my heart minus my age as a cross reference. Yeah. Your your body will tell you. That. Yeah. So, so just a, another example. My mother-in-law is now almost 60 years of age, and she's been running for as long as she can remember, but she's been running incorrectly for as long as she can remember as well, because she she had a pace what she perceived to be easy, and then one day after a few questions, I said. Well, I discovered that the difference between her easy pace and her race pace is there's barely a difference. And that's the problem. And that's why she also got sick often because your, your, your mind thinks it's easy, but your body definitely doesn't think it easy. So time and time again, you're beating your, your immune system. And before you know it, you're going to be sidelined. And that's what you also don't want, especially if you're working on a tight schedule, referring to, to time available from after doozy to comrades. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, that makes sense. Awesome. Matt, we're unfortunately out of time. I know Marcus needs to, yeah. to shoot, but yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And then just finally, I mean, obviously you've been with us for a little while now on the Coach Perry training platform. Your, your experience, what, what are you enjoying about it? Brad, I think, to be honest, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, what I've liked is, as I said, the sort of quality and, and to-the-point advice, and it's from guys that you you know know what they're talking about. Um so you can just log on and you get everything in one place. Um, I mean, the strength training stuff, the nutrition stuff, advice from the likes of Marcus and Lindsay. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, re I remember you saying in one of your earlier podcasts that I listened to that it's your new go-to on your social media and stuff. And I've actually found that I've started to do the same thing. First thing, wake up, check what's happening in the forums, <laughs> even bothering about anything else. Yeah, so now I've actually... I love it. Yeah, it's it's weird. I'm I'm so over the rest of it. It's such a positive, cool, positive environment. So yeah, Matt, we love having you in there. Keep keep the questions coming. You ask such great questions in the forum, and best of luck for Deloitte. It's a great marathon, and uh, yeah, let's let's see how you go. Let us know how it goes. If you've got any questions in the build up to it, uh, ask them. And yeah, we look forward to to seeing how you go at it, and then obviously in the the rest of the build up to comrades. Best of luck. Yeah, awesome. Thanks very much, Brad. Thanks for your help, Marcus. That was great. Thank you. It's a big pleasure and all the best. And I'm super jealous of you living in Howick because it's most probably <laughs> one of the most beautiful areas in this country. <laughs> no, it is awesome. And we've got water here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, that might have just stepped on those uh, Brad's. No, we've got water. It's, ra it's raining in Cape Town today as we record this. So it's all good. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we've had a little bit. <laughs> oh, good, good. Awesome. <laughs> 
And that's it for this edition of Run with Coach Parry. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much to Matthew and the coach as well. Uh, and I mentioned at the top of uh, the show that uh, we'll be announcing the next winner in our Biogen Journey competition. We've been following James Hobbo Hobson's journey to Ironman 70.3 in Derbs in June. He's uh, doing great things. And uh, we'll have an update uh, from Hobbo soon on the podcast as well. But today's winner uh, is uh, Benita Freeman Boyson, who posted on Facebook saying, Running Comrades, I've started to use the Biogen Performex, loving it. Best part is it's very low in sugar. Also use the recovered drink. I love using Biogen. Well, Benita, there is a Biogen hamper on its way to you and uh, three months access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club as well. So congratulations. And before I go, I wanted to share another win out of the forums, the success forums on the Coach Perry Online Training Platform. And it's a uh, someone who we spoke to on the podcast not so long ago. And I'm talking about Trevor Smith. And I love this. He said, well, my intent wasn't to make this a, a Trevor's PB thread. But yes, I've managed to run another one. Uh, a 22 flat at Diamond Creek. Talking about a park run. Uh, it's a 17 second improvement. So that's 30 odd seconds since the beginning of December. My general form is now approaching career best. A 44.57.10k was probably the previous peak back in 2012. Which is awesome. I've lost nine. Nine kilograms post comrades last year, which has also been a massive help. But the improvement owes more uh, and more to the little slave driver, Marcus, and his program and coaching. The easy pace volume plus uh, the scarily hard speed sessions are doing the trick. Trevor, I'm so glad to hear things are going well. And we can't wait to see how you go, comrades, uh, this year as well. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to hear your success story in the success forums. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, I love sharing them here on the podcast. And hopefully they fire you up uh, to to train harder and do more. And don't forget, if you do need help, all you need to do is help. Head over to coachparry.com forward slash join.